0: Seeking the wise, wise.
1: With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy.
0: Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and
1: five levels
0: of overall wellness.
1: What is the purpose of our astrological makeup or our energetic makeup that we talk about here on the Wise Wise podcast? I am Aaron. Along with me is Alexander.
0: Welcome, everyone. This is going to be an interesting show because I'm a proponent of utilizing uh, the planetary aspects and learning from many different forms of astrology and the human design and destiny card system are talked about a lot on the podcast here. So I've been looking forward to getting deeper into this and uh, the questions that may arise.
1: Yeah, so what is the purpose? Because it's helpful to understand who you are, how you were made on that astrological plane, where the planets were aligned and the energies that they were giving off at the time of your birth. But what good does that do if we're not using it for any benefit in our lives? I mean, I think some people can get benefit by understanding that the thoughts about themselves have some backing, like a confirmation where maybe my family told me all throughout my childhood that I shouldn't be a certain way, but internally that I knew I was a certain way. And then when I looked at my astrology, I realized that I was kind of made that way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that can be a confirmation in a environment where people are kind of telling you that you shouldn't be that way.
0: Sure. And as easily as it can be a confirmation, it can be new knowledge, because there's things in our astrological charts, and I want to come from a very demystifying standpoint, because if you look at it from an energy standpoint and frequencies, uh, that each planet puts off a different frequency. So it makes sense that the alignment, when you take your first breath, there's certain influences that's happening due to the positioning of these planets. And by the positioning, it's how far they're away from us or how close they are to us. And as we go through our astrological year, it's the same thing. Halfway through our astrological year, we're the furthest away from our alignment. And then right at our birthday, we're the closest to that alignment again. And that can be very useful when working to make decisions or make changes in your life to simply understand what the universe is supporting. So whether someone is looking for confirmation or they're looking to expand their knowledge of themselves, that's what we're kind of going to be discussing in today's podcast is about just how to utilize this and to bring out that there are actually multiple ways to utilize it. And then in the complete conversation, we're going to get into how the Just Philosophy really focuses on utilizing these tools.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a more grounded approach. It's not that we're kind of, you know, head in the clouds, just talking about these aspects and just how much fun it is to learn about yourself. We're actually grounding in that information. So it is I guess you could say it's more of a like scientific or a philosophical approach where we're like, okay, well, what do we do with this information? How do we use it to benefit our lives, to improve our relationships, our communication? How do we become better humans all around with this information? And it does come from also, we utilize the destiny cards and our yearly birth reports to understand what kind of energies we are going to be in in that year so we can prepare and to see which actions we might take that would be supported and which ones might be more challenging so that we can further make better decisions within our year.
0: Yes, and, you know, unfortunately... Many times our biological family or the environment that we grow up in, they don't have any idea of this type of information. And so doing their best and intending their best, many times kids aren't supported the way that they were designed to be supported. Again, parents don't mean to do that. They just don't have the information. And that's what I shifted with, you know, my family lineage. And I utilize this information very much when working with raising Ian and Ryan. And it helped me so much to stay out of frustration because they're actually designed very, very different from me. And when a child is designed cosmically very different from the parent, it creates a lot of frustration and a lot of, failure in communicating and that's what i enjoy helping people in my private sessions with their kids is creating a better language highway so to say and Many times the key is in how you present something to somebody is that initial receptivity or resistance. And if you know how to present something to somebody the way they were designed cosmically, it has a whole lot more likelihood to be received. And the very first example that popped in my head of this is that most people think that I was just musically gifted because I play a lot of different types of instruments and I have for a long time. And the truth is, is that my family wasn't into music really at all. That They didn't even play the radio typically. And I was 19 before I ever played my first instrument. But when I got very first into astrology in the beginning was Western astrology and that I had multiple Virgo connections that the perfection was there and the ability to be a musician or an actor or something like that. And see, I'd never had anybody in my family suggest for me to be creative. That just wasn't supported. And that's exactly what I started doing at 19. I entered into my first band and started playing live in front of people and did that for 11 or 12 years. But see, That was an example to where my design gave me the support that my family just didn't know how. And that's a very basic way, I think, and an initial way that most people get into being interested in these types of tools.
1: And it's important that people know that we're not utilizing this information as a justification for how we are. It's more about seeing where our strengths and our weaknesses are as people— through our astrological or energetic designs so that we know where we can put more work in to being a well-rounded person and where we probably don't need as much work, right?
0: Right, yes. And that's one of the approaches, of course, of the Just Philosophy's approach of this is that you do recognize your weaknesses and... You confirm your strengths through the same information, and then you want to develop, and this is what I call self-development. That, to me, is the definition of self-development. I think many people use it in different ways. But to me, self-development is you're developing those weaknesses to expand your utility belt, that you can always fall back on a strength. But if you're developing these weaknesses, then you're growing outside of your box. But see, there is a time and a place for both of these experiences. And sometimes when people are going through traumas or something, they get diagnosed something like PTSD, then it may be a period of time to where that person needs to live exactly within that design. And this is, I think, where many discussions can turn into arguments about what Astrology is used for, and some people do want it to justify who they are. Well, I'm just an Aries, so I'm just fiery, I'm just like that. And my view has always been like, Well, no, I'm a double Virgo, but I don't follow the need to be a perfectionist in every situation because I saw how that was limiting my enjoyment of life and my connections with others. So I went through a period of time to where I went about see here about 10 years without no i guess it was about five years without performing music at all and then when i re-entered back into music i partnered with my friend Shanton and we'd created what was called the magic carpet ride of sound and i just found out that he played a lot of different instruments and i'd started playing a lot of indigenous instruments and to challenge myself i said well let's just get together Invite some people and not practice and just play off of each other. See, I would have never, ever, ever done that in my band years. We would practice up to a year and a half before ever playing a first show because I was interested in being perfect. But now at this stage in my life, I'm more interested in being real and being present and being connected than being perfect. So it's not that one way or the other is right or wrong, but there are different stages that we go through. And when somebody is in a healing time, then that's not the time to press yourself, press these challenges. It is the time to nurture and to work within the way that the universe supports you ideally. And then hopefully the thought is once you get to a certain level of wellness, then you pick back up that working on the things that are challenging.
1: And would you say that in our daily lives, most of our decisions and our energy should be maybe spent in our like comfort zone, and then we utilize any other energy that we know we could take on these other aspects that are going to be entering into the friction. Those are you know consciously made because we know we have the energy, and we know we want to do this, and we know the drive that we're going to have to do it.
0: I'll give an example here of the way that I want to explain this, is that You practice when you're well fed, you're well rested and you're up for the challenge, then that may mean that, yes, you need to operate so-called normal through the majority of your day and then create times to challenge yourself because this is where intention comes in that to be very intentful in how you are going to challenge yourself so that when the challenge gets too much, you can back off. And this is very similar to working out the physical body. You don't just start off with doing a 1,000 push-ups right away. You know, it's good to just start off with maybe 10 to 30 or 40 for a few weeks and then slowly increase, and that's the way that this work is as well. You want to pick times that you can work on it and be successful and know your limits. And in everyday life, people can get lost in that. For example, one of the ways that I've suggested over and over is the pause and take a breath exercise. And with that, you can work that into your everyday because it's not that big of a strain. All you got to do is before you pick up your phone to answer it, before you go to do a task, before you go to get something to eat, that you learn to take one to three breaths. What that does is it slowly trains you that then when an emergency or an emotional reaction comes up, you're prepared to take that one to three breaths, which will change the action, change the ripple effect. And this is done through building your utility belt slowly. So, see, there are certain situations where... You can make these changes very gradually throughout your day. And then there's other situations where you need to take time to intentionally maybe, like, for instance, if you're easily frustrated, then when you're well-rested and you're well-fed and you're up for it, then that might be the time to go visit someone that frustrates you often. For me, I've utilized my family for that a lot. But only stay in that frustration as long as you can manage it properly and not engage in negative emotions and then remove yourself from that. So see, during your normal week, you may not want to be around that person if you're having a challenging week, especially, but always be looking for, okay, yeah, I had a pretty easy week. I got a good night's sleep. It's a Saturday. I'm going to swing by my brothers and spend 30 minutes and practice being around somebody that frustrates me and work to not get frustrated. So I love that we're talking about all these different aspects of how to utilize these tools.
1: So I feel a little called out because you used the Aries little oh little Aries. thing there, and and uh, that was definitely me. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying this because I can see the value in understanding why I was like that. Because if I never knew, if I never looked into the astrology stuff, I would just think that it's just me. It's just how I how I was created, and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. So being called out in astrology. Seeing like, okay, here are the attributes of somebody with this sun sign or this moon sign or any aspect. When you read it about yourself, you're like, oh, yeah, that's me. But I feel like you then understand why you're like that. And... Mm -hmm then you kind of realize that you have a choice. Like this isn't something, if you want, this isn't something that can define you going forward. And I think if anybody's going to change something, they are going to realize that whatever they are currently doing is not benefiting them any longer. And then that is going to propel the change because nobody's going to change unless they can see the benefit.
0: Yes, and this is connected to what you hear me talk about over and over is assisting with acceptance. And I like to suggest over and over that when you try to change something before you truly have accepted it, you're very rarely going to actually change that. It's going to pull back. And acceptance, again, doesn't mean condoning or approving of. It just means that you're ending your friction with this. You're ending the question of why am I like this or why do I have to be like this? Why do I always feel like this? You know, when you get that confirmation that, hey, you were designed with a little bit of emotional kick here and you're able to accept that, then you can go, but I don't have to do that. That's just going to be my pull. And if I want better relationships, I can learn to manage that. And now that I'm aware of it, I can catch it sooner. Now I just need to practice in my world a hundred more times and I will get better at it. So just like I did with how uncomfortable I was with the story of doing the magic carpet ride of sound and just bringing a bunch of instruments and me and this other gentleman just playing at the same time. And it wasn't intended to be a musical performance. It was more based around sound and how the instruments would make you feel and this type of thing. So see, it was all brand new for me, but it was scary for me. But it was very uh, beneficial for me to learn to not need everything to be so perfect all the time and to be willing to be more vulnerable and to share more truth, more rawness.
1: Yeah, and I can say that I've gone through a similar experience with the whole perfectionism side of myself within this podcast because I care about how other people see me and I want to be seen as professional and seen as not mumbling all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning of this podcast, we would spend hours editing. And I mean, it still takes hours, but the longer that has gone on, the less I'm more of a perfectionist because I can see and understand and I've experienced how much more effort it is to take out all that and then also how less natural the conversation can even sound when you're trying to control every sound that your mouth is making on the podcast so over time i've definitely relaxed the expectations of myself but also how i want to be heard and seen on the podcast because i can see the value more in the natural flow of the conversation and also seeing and experiencing other people's podcasts and I don't even hear their mistakes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's been a slow process, but it's been that slow process of moving because I can see the benefit of the other side of it versus just wanting to control everything.
0: Yes. And what helped me to come to this realization for myself and the perfectionism was seeing artists, musicians that I really, really respected being vulnerable and making mistakes, and then maybe stopping a song and like talking about what just happened, or seeing that they're so into it from a feel and emotional standpoint that they missed a few licks or something. And that realness in music and in art became more important than ability to perform because that just comes from repetition most of the time, and that repetition takes away that spontaneity, that feel, and. There's just so many incredible musicians and my taste in music has changed drastically over my life. And looking for that realness is what I appreciate most. And that's what, of course, I enjoy presenting myself with people and why the podcast is as vulnerable as it is with me sharing stories of my actual life and Aaron sharing stories of his actual life. So I like the direction of all of this, but I'm hoping that everyone is making their connections that if you're listening and you're aware of your astrological makeup, then maybe this will spark a new way to approach it. And if you're new listening and you haven't checked into your astrological makeup, we would love to talk with you and help explain some of this and, when In my private sessions, I just get a lot of heads going up and down as I'm reading the different aspects of people. And like you said earlier, the, there is a lot of confirmation there. But most importantly, a lot of people want to work on themselves, but they don't know what to do. And this is just a great way to show the difference between what you picked up from your living environment, whether it was your parents or grandparents or whoever you lived with or step parents, foster parents, And what was actually yours meant to hold on to? And this is why it's so important in my private sessions is that's what helps me to separate between family lineage stuff and then divinely guided cosmic attributes as well.
1: Yeah, I can attest to Alexander's taste in music changing over the last seven years. I walked into rap playing when I walked in today. So yeah, I love that. So, uh, yeah it's definitely a variety, but in the complete conversation, we're going to get more in depth on how to utilize your astrological makeup to propel your self-development and more advanced ways of getting into that. So please join us on the other side.
0: I look forward to continuing the conversation.
1: Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise Podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the just philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog and continue your self-development journey with us. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this free episode. I thought this whole episode was a great little discussion about our astrological and energetic charts and how to utilize them to further your self-growth. A lot of people uh, love to discuss you know, astrology or their human design or their destiny cards, but may not be actually utilizing it for all that the information that it is. I mean, it's really useful and helpful if you know how to apply it to your life. And I felt like this was a great episode for doing that. We got into a lot, a lot in the Complete Conversation. So if this is a topic that really interests you, please go ahead and subscribe if you're not a member already and get all of this goodness. In the Complete Conversation, we talked about how our design may create a comfort zone that we can get stuck in and in order to grow we need to grow outside of that comfort zone and how really the whole point of this is to create a balance or an equilibrium between our design which is mostly where like our strengths lie and the weaknesses of our design which may be presenting a challenge for us if we want to grow in a certain direction. We talked about ways to bring in the things that we enjoy in our lives, such as being creative into our everyday lives, so we're not constantly stuck in that duality of being creative and not being creative. We talked about parents and how they can often struggle between the masculine and feminine balance within themselves and how that presents to the children and what that can create in the children. We talked about how to bring in creativity into even the mundane things, how our wants in life may be around our astrological or energetic makeups. We even talked about how this philosophy is about finding a level of contentment. Versus trying to fulfill a certain thirst that we may have. I like that language. It's kind of funny. We got into what you should do if you are in a moment of healing from PTSD or some sort of other trauma, the role our upbringing and childhood environment has on who we are and how we would utilize our astrological or energetic designs. We talked a lot about the human design in the complete conversation as well. We touched upon all five human design types, and we also covered all six human design profile types and certain themes that they may have within their lives that they may recognize, and the kind of like the high and low end of that, and how they can work on the low ends of their profile types. We got into how your energetic makeup may not be what's best for you based on your intentions and aspirations in life and how it may need to be something that you almost work against to grow. So, you have to kind of work through that friction. The example of this was actually the five human design profile type that I have where I shut down during confrontation and anybody out there who knows their human design profile type and knows that they're five may understand what I'm talking about here. And of course, if I want to communicate in a relationship, in a professional environment, anywhere where I want to hold myself to communication, I have to push through that friction during those moments of possible confrontation if I want to achieve that certain level of of professionalism, or a certain level of vulnerability within those types of relationships. We also got into how self-judgment around creating new routines can affect us, how it's easy to use your design to justify your actions when it goes against what you want, work towards so this can come in when creating a routine if we find ourselves failing at a routine that's when the self-judgment can come in so kind of those are both linked and then how to utilize your chart to become aware of the areas where you can bring in more balance or work towards more equilibrium as all traits have a sort of high and low aspect to them So of course, there's no good traits. There's no bad traits. They are what they are, but they do have a high and low. And we will find ourselves experiencing the highs and lows of our traits from time to time. And I think the aspect is to recognize and respect both and work towards wherever you want to be in that, wherever it's going to find contentment for you. So if any of these topics that I just mentioned sound kind of tasty to you and you're thirsting for that knowledge, but you don't have the complete conversation yet, you can go to wisewisepodcast.com. Click on the Get Complete button in the upper right-hand corner and sign up and join us on the other side of the conversation where you will receive the full episodes of all of our back catalog and our newest episodes. You get our grounding sound journey at the end. And we also give you some homework at the end of every episode so you could hold yourself accountable to begin to quickly integrate the topics and aspects that we are discussing. And of course, you are supporting a great cause, which is your individual growth, but also everyone else's individual growth out there that is touched from listening to our podcast. And Alexander and I are absolutely grateful for you tuning in, whether you are a subscriber or not. But if you have enjoyed something, if you have received something from this podcast, please share the podcast on social media with a friend, family member who is open-minded to it, who can benefit from it. And together, we can start to really take responsibility for who we are and what we're doing on this crazy planet and begin on our healing journey. So thank you so much for listening till next time. Let's journey. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise.
0: And remember gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results.
1: Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here, you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.